is up four points, church. How's everybody doing? That's about half of what I was hoping for, so let's try it one more time. How's everybody doing? Awesome, awesome. Listen, uh, just looking out, I have no idea, I haven't asked anybody, but this is like for a regular Sunday non-holiday, one of the largest adult attended services we've ever had, and that is fantastic. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Um, Here we go. I'm just going to jump right in because I got a lot to cover and a short time to do it in. But before I do, I see a few first-time guests. Let me just tell you from the bottom of my heart, the staff, our volunteers, everyone here, we're so pumped up that you guys are here. Are we excited that our guests are here today? Is that awesome? It's awesome. We are so pumped up that you've decided to worship with us on this balmy, warm January day. It's freezing outside, so and uh, if you waited till 11 and you normally come early, I don't blame you because I, I had ice on my car too this morning, so I don't blame you at all. Listen, I just want to jump in and tell you about ghost stories, okay? So didn't they do a good job kind of making that look like, ooh, like ghost, ghost, like if y'all didn't know what that was, that's what it is, so there you go. I've let you in on a secret, all right? Um, but ghost stories, it's is, is a sermon series about the Holy Spirit, and a lot of times when we hear that, and I bet, I bet, some of you guys heard that or saw a video on it, and you watched the bumper that they did a great job on, and you were like, yeah, that's awesome. It's still weird, right? I'm still a little bit weirded out by a sermon series on the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I've thought this for a long time. When you think about the Holy Spirit, if you're like me, and it doesn't matter if you grew up in church or not, you think about those ladies, right, with humongous hair, with way too much eyeshadow on and lipstick and weird, and I like, and then the dudes that, they do crazy stuff, right? And they talk about him every single week. And they do these dances that Brian was doing this morning with the whatever. And like they, they go crazy every single week. And it's like everybody. And then they only talk in this certain dialect. And it has to include Holy Ghost in every sentence. And like we, we think it's weird, right? Because we look at it and go, if that lady who has way too much makeup on is the Holy Spirit, I don't want any part of that, right? Or the other people that talk about the Holy Spirit are the women that wear zero makeup ever, Right? <laughs> And so it's like massive extremes. And somewhere in the middle, ladies, this is free. This has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. It's probably good to live somewhere in the middle, right? So that's fine. If you don't have any makeup on, that's good. We'll give you grace one week. All right. But anyway, (laughs) it's good. Um, But that's why we kind of are weirded out by the Holy Spirit. And here's the deal. It's so sad because we've missed so much amazing things. And I'm telling you, and y'all have heard me say this before if if you've come to this church. I really am excited every time we do a series, and I really do believe it's what God wants us to do. But this series in particular, I'm telling you, has been on our hearts for a long time. And I believe this series and the next series is going to really change a bunch of you. Like, I really believe in my heart that you're going to meet a God that you never knew. That some of you are going to have something come alive inside of you, and you were like, holy cow. So I need two things from you today. I need you to talk to me. I need you to speak back and forth to me. I've told you before that I feel like my fly is undone. If you don't talk to me, and it turns out second service last week, my fly was undone, okay? So here's what I need. If my fly's undone, will you tell me, right? I need someone to go, examine your zipper. That's what y'all used to do, X, Y, Z. So like now it's even worse. I felt like my fly was undone, and it was. That's even worse that y'all wouldn't tell me. But I want, listen, I want y'all to talk to me because there's going to be some things today that I really believe speak to you. And I just, and, and listen, this is what I want you to do. No matter what you've come in believing about the Holy Spirit, will you just open your heart up to what God has to say to you today? Because I'm telling you, there are people in here that are hurting, that have been through all kinds of things. And you know what? There's some of you that are on cloud nine. And all of us equally need the Holy Spirit in our life. So will you pray with me? God, this morning, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, I'm really excited. 
because I believe that this is a friendship that we need and many of us have never had. So God, I just pray through some fun, some funny stories and some other things that you'll just open us up to see what you want us to see in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so how many of y'all grew up? How many of y'all grew up with, <clears throat> or I should ask, how many of y'all have in your house right now towels in your spare bathroom that you're not really supposed to use? Show of hands. In your spare bathroom, or let me keep your hands up, or over your oven, right? <laughs> because y'all put them there, and you're not really supposed to use them. You're supposed to look at them, right? How many of y'all have that? How many of y'all have monogrammed towels that you are not supposed to use, you're supposed to look at as a design. Raise your hand. Right? Can I just say this, okay? The Holy Spirit is not those towels, okay? The Holy Spirit's not your monogram towels. Because I never got this, and y'all are going to have to help me. I don't understand the point of those towels. If I go in and I pee, and I know that's a little weird, but that's what we do, Okay? We pee, and then we wash our hands, and hopefully that's what you do. And then I'm done. What am I supposed to do with the towels that are on the wall? They're decoration. See, there you go. Thank you, Latrice. No! It's a towel. Every man in here should be saying amen right now because y'all feel like me. If you're a man and you want decorative towels, we need to have another conversation after the service is over. Because I, I don't quite understand that, Okay. This is the other thing when I was growing up. We had these soaps that looked like roses. <clears throat> what is that? And why can't I use it? And why is soap a decoration? <sighs> so so this, is, this is my life. I'm just letting y'all in. It's free. This is why I need a counselor. I would walk in. It was to do my thing, right? I get done. There was no hand soap. So what do you use? The roses, right? And I wash my hands. And then the roses were wipe-sided after I was done with them. Mark, did you wash your hands with the rose soap? It's soap. So, of course, I wash my hands with it. That's not to use. It's to look at. What? Are we talking about soap? We're talking about practice? Are we talking about soap for real? Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it weirded me out. And then here's the one. Here's the one, and this was almost what we called the sermon today. Instead of the Holy Spirit is not your monogram towels, we were going to call it this, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm just going to let it all out right now. How many, this is only for men, because <clears throat> I need y'all's help. How many of y'all know what a duvet is? Just by show of hands, I need them high for every man that knows what this is. Did you know before, because I think you're lying right now. <laughs> now, that doesn't count. I told you. Because you, with me, you helped me in this. So there's three of you. So I'm just going to let y'all in on This is very free because this has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I thought it was that thing in Europe that you wash your honey with. Okay? That's a bidet. I'm teaching y'all something. That is not the same thing as a comforter. That's not really a comforter. Okay, guys, this is what a, a duvet is. And we had this when I was first married, and I was like, What? Is that? But we always called it a comforter because Leah knew that I would not understand what duvet is. But duvet is like this fancy little cover that you, like you can change out. Stupid, weird. Y'all, it's good if y'all like it. Stupid. But like, but, but like it, the whole, here's the whole point. This is for the men. I know you ladies know, and I'm not going to do it right, but the whole point is to look at it. 
you put it on your bed and it's pretty. And then you get 78 towels, or excuse me, 78 pillows, right? And you got to make like this mountain <laughs> out of pillows. And it has to be a design of something. And I don't know where y'all come up with these things, but it is amazing. And Pinterest is so good. Like, and you find all these things, right? And like, I walk into the room and Leah doesn't do this anymore. I think she just finally threw her hands up and said, I live with a crazy person. I'm just going to put a regular bed spread on and one pillow, right? But I walk into the room and go, mother of Moses, how do I get to the bed? I had to throw off 70 pillows. And like, this is the frustrating thing. I need two or three pillows. I'm a big dude, right? So I'd get those pillows. No, you can't use those pillows. You can't, those are not to use. Those are to look at. And so is that, I almost said bidet. So is that comforter. The bidet is to look, to use. But so is that comforter, right? It's not, to, it's not to cover yourself with and be warm. It's to take off. And here's the interesting thing. Comforter. The, the Bible describes the Holy Spirit as the comforter. But for a lot of us, he's a duvet. For a lot of us, he's hand towels that are monogrammed that we've put over a hanger. And he's really cool, man. He's cool to talk about. He's cool to joke about, right? But he's the lady with the big hair, so he's kind of what we'll stay away from. He, he, he's someone, that's another church that talks about the Holy Spirit. That's not us. When I was um, doing my ordination council, there was 14 pastors that were involved in it, and I was sitting in a big circle. They had me in this, like, the Santa Claus chair, you know, in the very center of the room, and they had, they had circled me, and they asked all these hard theological questions to try to trip me up. I was in my mid-20s at the time, and I think it was like, see if we can trip up the young kid that doesn't know anything. I've been involved in a couple since, and it's like a rite of passage. Now we're supposed to ask hard questions that, you know, so I try not to do that because I think it's dumb. But the one guy, I remember, I'll never forget this, one guy looked at me and said, hey, you got to be careful about churches that talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'll be honest with you, at the time, I'm going to tell you what I said. That's right. That's right. We stay away from those people. God help me. I was missing it by so much. Can I just tell you today, the Holy Spirit is not your monogram towels and not your comforter and not the one that we should not talk to or that we should not use because we hang it over the bed and then we stack it neatly and fold it together. The Holy Spirit is so amazing. Over the next four weeks and really going forward from there, I can't wait to walk with you guys and show you why he is the greatest friend you can ever have. Why he is so kind and so loving and so gentle and such an amazing, amazing person. And it, and it is not an it. And it is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he's God. And I cannot wait to walk with you guys through this journey. And so today, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 16. But I want you to know one thing, guys. If you walk away, if you leave here and you don't remember anything I said, I want you to remember this. And I'm going to repeat this over and over for the next four weeks, not just today. The Holy Spirit inside of you is better than Jesus right beside you. And I want you to think about what that says. Because some of you have heard me say that before, but it's kind of crazy. The Holy Spirit inside of you. And if you've trusted Jesus as Savior, and many of you haven't. Guys, if you're not a Christian today, we're so pumped up that you're here. Just stay with me. But the Holy Spirit inside of you is how you are saved. It is the reason in which you have the ability to be saved is him who has come inside of you. And him, he who is inside of you is much better than if Jesus could come out of heaven and walk beside you. And do you know where I got that from? This guy named Jesus. He's pretty awesome. He said it, not me. The Holy Spirit inside of me 
is much better than if I walked with Jesus every day. And instead of trying to explain it more, I want to show you with the words of Jesus found in John chapter 16. John chapter 16, excuse me, starting in verse 4. This is Jesus. He said, I did not say these things to you from the beginning. Why? Because I was with you. And so he's talking to his disciples. He's like, check this out. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit here. I haven't told you all these things because you didn't have the Holy Spirit, because he had not come, and because I'm right here beside you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? Because, because. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So this is what we start with. Jesus with his disciples, John chapter 16. He's like, check this out. I'm telling you right now that the Holy Spirit is coming. But I've not spoken a lot because you're freaked out at the fact that I am going to leave and go with my father. Now, Jesus was telling us right here that he's going to die and he's going to raise again. And then he's going to ascend 40 days later into heaven and he's going to be gone. And so if you're one of the disciples, here's the deal. And we don't think in context a lot. At least I don't. Maybe you do. But I don't think in context a lot. But here's what it would have been like, right? I've watched this dude raise someone from the dead in John chapter 11, five chapters earlier. Like Lazarus, come out. So imagine being there, a dude's been dead for four days, and you see him get up and walk out of of a coffin, you're freaked out. And you're like, I want this dude beside me all the time, right? I want some of him forever and ever and ever. You never need to go away, Jesus. Matter of fact, when he went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter and James and John, they were like, how about we just stay here? Because this is really good. I like this. This is what life should be like. And a lot of times on a mountaintop experience, that's what we tell Jesus, right? This is what it should be like, dude. Let's just stay here. But man, when that rock bottom happens, I don't want any part of that. This is too hard. This is tough. Imagine being on on a boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and you know that you're about to die because the storm is so bad, and you saw this guy walk out to you and then calm the storm. I want him beside me. I like that dude. Imagine earlier in that same day, You saw him feed 12,000 or so people with five small loaves and two small fish. I want some of him. That dude is cool. So you can understand in context why he wants, why the 12 want no part of Jesus going to heaven. And so he's like, check this out. I hadn't told you a lot up till this point. So this is for us. We hadn't talked about the Holy Spirit a whole lot up till this point. But from now on, we're going to because I've grown. And some of us have grown together, and we've missed a whole lot. And I'm really excited about where we're going. Watch this, verse 7. Verse 7. He says, nevertheless, up till this point I hadn't talked about it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Now, if you're standing there right there, you're like, who are you talking to? You're Jesus, and I'm, and I'm me, and it's not better if you're gone. He said, no, no, no. It's, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the, y'all say it. Helper, the helper, will not come to you. So if I stay here, the helper, that word in the original language means advocate, means comforter, means the one who comes to me and convicts and helps and heals. But it literally means the comforter, the one that in all times, now listen carefully, in all times, and I know I'm looking at many of you who in the last week, I have spoken with who have been through the worst 
things. I cannot imagine the pain that you're through. And he's like, the helper, the comforter, the one that in the worst of times is with you, he cannot come until I'm gone. You're like, yeah, but, 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 but Jesus, you're, you're already beside me. He's like, that's right. But if he goes and uses the bathroom, and I'm not, I'm not being funny right now, or he goes up on top of the mountain like he did, he's not beside you anymore, is he? He was fully God, yet he was fully man while he was on this planet. And he was only in one place at one time. And this is what he's saying. The one that is coming can be inside of you and inside of you and inside of you at all times because he's everywhere always, and that is awesome. And he's like, so you want me to go? Trust me. I know what you've seen in us do. And, and listen, they went in about a 90-mile radius, and they had done some great things. But he's like, you haven't, we haven't even scratched the surface of what happens when I put my power inside of all of you. And so he's like, look, if I go, I will send him to you. He's like, don't go. I don't want you to leave. He said, no, I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict. Now, this is huge. I need y'all to get this, okay? I need you to stay with me and get this. He says he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The word convict, when I hear it, when I hear it, a lot of times, and maybe y'all are like me, a lot of times I think um, of like a, a district attorney who's going to convict the felon, Right? They're guilty. I'm going to convict them. I have enough evidence against them. That is not what this word means in the original language. The word convict means to pull me to righteousness. He knows that we are guilty. Everyone, this is what Paul said, everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all guilty. And the God of the universe, I promise, the God of the universe knows that about you. But he sees you in your guilt. And he wants to pull you to himself. It, it, we're told in Scripture that it's not God's will that anyone should perish. And Jesus said when talking to Nicodemus that I came to seek and to save the lost. And I believe in my heart that if all of us would open our hearts up and listen to how he convicts, he said, Pastor, I feel a pull. I feel a tug. I know what I'm doing is wrong. But guys, there's a difference. Guilt always comes from Satan. Conviction always comes from the Holy Spirit. Always. And they're not little people sitting on your shoulders. And they're not a weird lady with big, tall hair. He is a wonderful, kind helper and healer and comforter that sits beside you and inside you and pulls you near to God. And the only way that we can get to God is through the pulling of the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. That's amazing. And listen, this word is big. Like it's a, it's a big church word. And we've heard people say it before, righteousness. Let me tell you what it literally means. It means to be in right standing with God. And so many of us see people and we're like, man, that dude is good, right? And if we use big words, we would say he is righteous. Guess what? No, it has literally nothing to do with what I've done and only what the Holy Spirit has done in me. So me preaching today, not righteous. Holy Spirit in me, righteous. That's awesome. Listen, here's why. Every one of you can be righteous, but it's not about what you've done or what you will do. It's as a result of what the Holy Spirit does in you. The work of the one who we've not wanted to talk about because it's a little spooky. It's a little weird. He's a little strange. I don't like people are weird. No, people are weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. He's the one that his work inside of you makes you have a right standing with God in judgment. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And he is such a wonderful friend. And yet we've made him really weird, right? We've made him where we don't want to touch him. Let me show you why that's so sad. Verse 9. It says, judged concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Now, this is important. 
So many of us look at people. Let's be real right now and take off all the church clothes and just be honest with ourselves, okay? So many of us look at people and we're like, dude, that person right there, <laughs> they are too far away from God, you know what I mean? Like there's no way they can be righteous or in a right standing with God because of what they've done. Uh, Jesus lays it out for us. There's one thing that is too far from God, and it is when someone passes and they're no longer, there's no longer breath going through their body and they have not believed in him. That is the sin that is totally condemning and away from God and you cannot be freed from. That is it. And you're like, hang on, hang on, hang on, Pastor Mark. Whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. What about that sex offender? What about that dude, y'all read about it, that threw his two-year-old kid over the side this week? That in my heart, I'm just being honest, this is the carnal heart that I have. I would have been happy if he'd have been shot. Can I, is that fair? I would have been happy. But this is what's crazy about the Holy Spirit, and y'all need to get this. God loves him, and God would love to see him come to himself through the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. I don't get, I don't get why that man did that, and it's evil, and it's crazy, but... I am evil. And until I realize that that is what my heart is, it's carnal and far from God. Am I saying I would throw a two-year-old over a bridge? Of course not. What I am saying is I'm not righteous outside of him. And so many of us miss it and we begin to look at people and say, I'm better than them. Or I'm not as good as them because look at what they're doing. No, there is one that I'm not as good as. And it's the Lord Jesus. And the only thing that brings me to him is the Holy Spirit. And until I begin to understand that only a lack of belief will cause judgment on me that will separate me from God for all of eternity. Well, it opens us up to loving people that don't deserve it. Because guys, I'm just being real. The one in my life that I understand that doesn't need it, or doesn't deserve it, I should say, more than anybody else is this guy. Like when I look at the Holy Spirit, and I've studied him a great deal. I've read three books over the last couple months specifically on the Holy Spirit and I'm so encouraged and excited. And the one thing that I can't get over is this. Why would you want to be my friend? Why would you want to love me? Because in all my righteousness, it's just filth. And yet every single day, not only does the God of the universe love me and comfort me and help me, and he's my advocate, he's my friend. And he wants a relationship with me because he has brought me to himself. And that's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of this passage. Because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Still Jesus talking. I'm going to God the Father. I'm going to sit on his right hand, but I have sent you the Holy Spirit. Concerning judgment, because the ruler, don't miss this, because the ruler of this world is judged. Who's the ruler of this world? Y'all can say it out loud. It's a good time to talk. Who's the ruler of this world? You're right if you said that, so say it louder so other people can hear you. Who's the ruler of this world? The devil, Satan, right? And he's been judged, and let me tell you why. Because this is, this is Jesus talking about what is to come, okay? And what was to come is him taking, off, taking on death and hell and all of, of our awful sins, taking them on on the cross. What he took on was death, but he also... It's how the judgment of the world and the ruler of this world is judged is because he defeated death. Now, he 
the ruler of this world, Satan. He, he is already judged. He's already done. But he ha- he's here right now. Not in this place, but on this earth. And he has dominion and he's here now. But, but, this is awesome. One day, and I believe it'll be sooner than later, he's going to be cast into the fire forever and ever and ever. And he's gone. The Holy Spirit of God is the one that has judged him and convicted him. And he's the reason that he's gone because he is evil and he's far from God. But here's the deal. We fall in line with him because of our lack of belief. You're like, I don't worship Satan. Check this out. I need y'all to get this. We don't, I don't worship Satan, dude. That's weird. Like, Satan people, they're like the ones drinking the blood, right, and eating the weird animals and doing all these weird things and sacrificing things and Wicca. And here's what he wants for you. Here's what he wants for you. This is his whole desire for your life. He knows that you're in church, or at least his, his evil people, right, the, the demons, the angels that have fallen, they know that you're here. They just want you to be confused. The Bible says that the devil is the author of confusion. And what he wants for your life is for you just to not get it, for you just to be confused. I believe the greatest work of the devil in the last century is the confusion on the Holy Spirit. He's weird, right? Like the one that God sent us that Jesus said is greater than if he is walking beside us, we've called weird. How sad. I believe that's the work of the devil because he knows he's defeated. So how can he defeat you just by confusing us? Just by confusing us. And I believe that this whole thing, like my understanding of righteousness and how I'm in a right standing with God and all these other things, I believe there's nothing he wants more than to cause you to be like, dude, that's way too much. I don't get all that crap. Listen, it's pretty easy. Watch what this says. Verse 12. He's like, I still got many things to say to you, but if I told you right now, You would give the deuces, and you would walk away because it is crazy. Now, I'm going to encourage y'all over the next several weeks to read the book of Acts. The book of Acts has been called the works of the disciples and the works of all. You could call it the works of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 1, Jesus says, he's coming, but you wait for him. And in verse 8, I'll receive power when he comes on me. And then in chapter 2, he comes, and then throughout the entire book of Acts, we see the amazing works that started just in Jerusalem and the surrounding places and spread like wildfire. Why? Because the Holy Spirit in us is better than Jesus right beside us. But this is what he says. Dude, if I told you all these things, you would not believe what's fixing to happen because you're going to do so much greater things than I ever thought about doing on this planet because the Holy Spirit inside of you is way better than me right beside you. He says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He will guide you into all the truth. Here's the truth, okay? Many of you, look at me right here. Many of you, over the last couple weeks even, have come to me and you said, Pastor Mark, man, my life's falling apart. I don't know what to do. I I can just tell you, honest to God, that's the most frustrating thing that I deal with on a weekly basis because I want to hug you and I want to fix it. Like I want to say, here's what you do, and make it all right. Can I just be honest with you in front of everybody? And you know who you are? I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. I have cried out for so many of you, and loved so many of you, and I have no idea what to do. I can't fix it. And it is so maddening because I want to so bad. And I don't know what to do except this. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. What does it say? He's our helper. He's our friend. He comforts us in the worst of times. And here's the deal. 
The word for, like everybody wants to know, hey, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Should I do this? Should I do this? The word that we miss so often, like what's the will of God in my life? It translates plan. I know the plans I have for you. But more specifically, the path. And like, like haven't y'all ever looked out and gone, open the door and you look out and you go, I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to go. I just want to throw my hands up and give up. I, I don't know what to do. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that we've used so many times if you've grown up in church. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Right? Like That's the will of God. Well, how does that happen? How can I know the path? How can I lean on my, not lean on me, but lean on him? How can I do all these things? That's the work of the Holy Spirit. The one that will guide you through all these things is him. He loves you. He is tender. He is, he is a wonderful God. And yet, this is the truth. In my life, this is who he is to me so often. Crap. I need to read the Bible because I've forgotten. Oh, I forgot to pray today. Kids, let's gather together and let's pray. And then we do it. We scatter and we do it. And here's why I believe the Holy Spirit has convicted me so much. I read the Bible. I do. I, I, not just when I study, but I read it and I pray. But it is, listen, it has not been a priority in my life. It's almost been a burden for a long time because I'm a pastor and that's what I'm supposed to do. God does not desire a relationship with you that is mundane or lazy. He wants it to be intimate with fellowship every day, and he loves you. And this is what kind of blows my mind about how he guides us. When Adam and Eve were created, it's, the Bible says that they walked with God. And this is what that means, okay? I'm going to translate. They walked with God, right? I almost tripped. They walked with God, right? <laughs> every single day, they got to walk with God face-to-face, man and woman to God. It's amazing. And then they sinned and God's spirit left them. Now, he was still there. He was still around, but he did not literally walk with them. And then there were times like Moses got to be with God on the mountain. And the high priest could be with God in the Holy of Holies. And then Jesus came. And it changed the game, didn't it? Because God came down in flesh. And the Bible says he dwelt among us. He walked with us in John chapter 1, verse 14. That the word became flesh and was with us. Fully God and fully man. And he took on sin. He lived for us and he died for us. But then this is what happened. The greatest thing that has ever happened on this planet is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That he took on death and hell. And he also rose from the dead. But then listen. He said, you'll do greater things because I'm sending someone that can be with all of you. Now listen, if you are saved, you have the God of the universe who spoke and light was there and spoke and made earth. And he says, in my hand, I hold the entire universe inside of us. Ephesians 4 says from, that the Holy Spirit seals you and I till the day of redemption. Salvation comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. And the helper, our friend, our advocate, God inside of you is there every day. And he's a burden to talk to. We forget about him because we have so many other things in mind. 
No, it must stop Christians. It must stop, that has to stop. He cannot be a burden anymore. He is your friend. He is so gentle and kind and tender. And yet the way we treat him is if I have time for you, I'll give you some. God help us. God help us if that's all we think of him as. If I have time for you, guys, I just believe this. The reason for hopelessness today is a lack of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I'm not taking away chemical imbalances because I believe strongly that there are some and people need to be on medicine, but listen to me. Some of you that are on medicine need the Holy Spirit. Some of you that are ready to throw your hands up need the comfort and the peace from the Holy Spirit. And He is not your bidet cover. And He is not the towels on your wall. He is a kind, gentle, loving God that desires to be, listen, inside of you and knows you personally every day. And if that doesn't trip you out and mess you up, maybe you've got this thing understood a whole lot better than me. But Jesus said he will guide you into all the truth. Pastor Mark, should I marry this dude? I don't know. You might want to ask that God that's inside of you. That would be a good place to start. Start with Scripture because the Holy Spirit works through the Bible because he's given us his truth. Because 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse, 13, verse 16 excuse me, says, All Scripture is God-breathed, meaning the Holy Spirit inspired every word in it. And it's used for us. So we, for big things, we start with Scripture, and then we talk to Him. And it's not like this, now I lay me down to sleep. Holy Spirit, keep me. No. It is a conversation. If people during the week don't look at you weird, you probably don't have a real close relationship with the Holy Ghost. Because I'm driving down the road, and I'm just talking to him. I'm like, God, I don't get this thing that's happening. And people are looking at me like, who is dude talking to? Because I don't see a Bluetooth. <laughs> Why? Because this is what I'm realizing as I'm maturing, is I have a lot of stupidity up in this mind and a lot of things that I thought was real wise, and it's real far from God, and it's crazy. But I've got the plan and the path of God inside of me. Are you serious? What an honor to walk like Adam and Eve walked and be guided by the one who loves us so much and sealed by the one and the only one who seals me. So look at me right here. If you're struggling, if you're struggling, you're just like, Pastor Mark, I just want to be guided through all this sin that I'm dealing with. There's only one that can. And, and writing down something, having a New Year's resolution, that doesn't do it. And it's never going to. It's only the one that guides you. If you're struggling with depression, chemical imbalances, alcoholism, sex, only the Holy Spirit's conviction to pull you into a right standing with God, your forgiveness of sin through asking God to forgive you and then walking with him. That's it. That's the only way. You can have a great attitude and smile and feel real good about yourself and walk out of here. And if the Holy Spirit isn't guiding you and leading you every step of your life where you're not in charge, you have no chance of right standing. No chance. Because this is why it's so awesome. He will not speak on his own authority Whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is what Jesus is saying. I will give him the right through the Father to tell you all these things. So he's sit, Jesus right now sitting on God's right hand, and he's giving the authority to the Holy Spirit saying, you do it. You tell him everything. And here's why. Here's why. Verse 14. 
says, he will glorify me. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? What's his responsibility? To glorify Jesus. Listen, we often say, right, you've heard this if you come here, we got to make much of Jesus. How do we do that? By talking more? No, by being intimate with the Holy Spirit. That his job is to glorify Jesus. To make much of him, I've got to be intimate with fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Intimate. For he will take what is mine and give it to you. Man, I wish I knew the will of God, the plan of God, the path of God for my life. Jesus is like, look, Holy Spirit will give it to you. You just got to ask yourself, do I know him? Right? Do I know him? Like, am I intimately in love where I can walk with him every single day? Or is it just a pretty cool thing that I can try and Jesus is just a checklist that I can mark off my book? All that I, the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and give it to you. Declare it to you. Let it be yours. Listen, the Holy Spirit inside of you is much better than Jesus right beside you. And it's because of this. Anything and everything on this planet is known by God and he gives out all good gifts, does that mean I walk out of here and if I say, God, not only do I want to know the plans, but I want a million dollars. He's not a genie. He's also not your towels. He's a wonderful, loving God. And here's the deal, okay? I just want everybody right here. Knowing him is not telling him what to do. Knowing him is realizing who he is, the God that created all things, that loves you and desires a relationship with you and saying, you know what, if that's what you are and that's what I am, I just want to fall under your lordship. And wherever you say go, I'll go. And whatever you say do, I'll do. Jesus, I love you and I thank you for all that you've done for me. I don't understand why you want to be my friend and why you died for me, but today I give you my, all my life. Here's the thing. Some of y'all are hopeless and empty and don't know where to turn, it's always the Holy Spirit. Will you bow with me? With your heads bowed and eyes closed, I just want your honesty right now, if you will. Pastor Mark, the truth is, man, <clears throat> I don't have any kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit because I've never trusted the Lord Jesus. I've never given him my whole life. I've never made him the Lord. I've never ask him to forgive me for all that I've done wrong and let him pull me into right standing with him. I've tried to let my things be good enough or whatever. Pastor Mark, that's me today. And I just want you to pray for me. If that's you, will you just slip your hand up? Pastor Mark, that's me. I'm not, I just don't believe that I'm in right standing. No one's looking. I just want your honesty. Pastor Mark, that's me. Throw your hand up as high as you can. Thank you, dude. Who else? Who else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. We had three hands. And so this is the question. This is the question. Will you look at me if you raised your hand? There were a couple other people that looked up at me. I just want you to make eye contact with me right now if that was you. Make eye contact with me. Here's the deal. It doesn't matter what you've known your whole life. It doesn't matter. The truth is, yes or no, you've given your whole heart and your whole life to Jesus Christ. And if you haven't, that's why you lack a relationship with him. And so right now, we have volunteers in the back. I just want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If that's what you want to do, it doesn't matter if you've been saved and baptized before. It matters if you've sincerely given your heart and life to Jesus. If that's what you want to do, man, no matter what your background is, no matter where you've been, I just want you to slip your hand up and say, dude, that's me. That's the, I, I need that more than I need my next breath. 
there were four of you that said you needed that. Pray for me. Now I'm wondering if anybody's bold enough to say, that's me, I need that. I need that right now. I need to be saved in this room right now. I want Jesus to come inside my life. I want the Holy Spirit to fill me every single day. I want to be saved. If that's you, will you just slip your hand up and say, that's me, man. That's what I want. That's what I want. How about for everybody in the room? Will y'all look at me? I believe God's working on several people in here, and I want y'all to be praying with me this week. But here's the thing. So many of us have missed the sweet, tender love of the Holy Spirit because we try to do it on our own so much. Guys, it's time to stop. It's time to stop. It's time to let him be God of your life. We're going to sing a song right now that I think is absolutely wonderful, fantastic, on the Holy Spirit. And what I'm asking you to do is just stand up and declare to him as you leave today, I'm not only going to know the Holy Spirit here, but I'm going to know him when I leave Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day. I want to be intimate with the Holy Spirit. Will you stand with me as we sing?